Let's get this outlaw bit started. What's up, y'all? It's Chafe from Country Club Outlaw, and you're listening to the Country Club Outlaw podcast on Spotify. This is exciting. First official episode. I'm working hard on this, and we got a really special guest coming up. Watching the Honda Classic this past week, we saw two different stories in the playoff. We saw Chris Kirk and Eric Cole. Chris Kirk, after his win, he won in the playoff. He talked about his battle with alcoholism and how he wouldn't be here if he wasn't he didn't get sober four years ago. Props to him. He got his fifth win, first win in eight years. I think he's getting ready to do something more soon. Eric Cole's story, on the other hand, a little different. 34-year-old PGA Tour rookie. Just got his tour card last season from the Corn Ferry Tour. He's the son of a PGA Tour player, an all-PGA player. He's been a professional for 15 years now. Battles, battled with Addison's disease, and it's been a long time coming. And he just got his invitation to the Arnold Palmer next week, and I think this is exciting. I think both these guys got a future, and they both have vastly different stories, and these are the stories we want to hear and share on this podcast. So, without further ado, here's our first episode. Ladies and gentlemen, our first guest might be pound for pound the best golfer you'll ever meet. Always the best dressed golfer on the course. Any 10 all academic, four year member of the St. Rosemans golf team. Ladies and gentlemen, Captain Jack Banning. Wow. Oh, that thanks, Ben. Thanks for coming that in. Was a, that was a hell of an intro. I appreciate that. And I'm happy no to be problem. here. Is this the first one? This is the first one. First episode so ever. So I'm the first ever guest. So John Del Piotro can suck it. Um, yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. This is going to be fun. Glad to be the first one. That was that was quite the intro. I didn't even Probably. know I did all that stuff, to be honest. I didn't know you did either, so I looked <laughs> it up. I had to do my research for this. That's funny. So we got spring season coming up. Practices just started up. How do you feel about your game? How do you feel about the team? Um, I feel pretty good about my game. I think, you know, I think that Florida trip is going to be huge. Uh, getting out in some reasonable weather compared to last year when we went down in March, New Jersey, that was just absolutely brutal. That was just absolutely brutal. It was, um, I mean, it was like 25 degrees, and the first day yeah. got canceled, so that was that was tough. Um, team, I think, you know, we all look pretty good. Super excited. Um, to get going, and I think I think we're going to have some real success this spring. What's one asset of your game you think you need to work on or are you working on right now? I mean, I, for me, it's always uh, chipping and putting. It's always my short game. I always want to improve there. Right now, it's not like we don't have, like, the best facilities for that, obviously, because we're in the Northeast. So, I mean, we can putt on. You know, I'm working on my stroke constantly at home with a, a putting mat, but you know, until we get back outside, there's not really much I can do. But yeah, it's always my short game. I'm always trying to get better. I feel like that. I feel like that saves me. You know, I could hit the ball like crap, and you know, if if, I have, if I'm chipping and putting pretty well, usually the round ends up going pretty well. Yeah. So practice around this past fall, St. Rose home tournament. You did something crazy. You want to walk us through what happened? Tenth hole. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had drive, had a driver down the middle. Had about a hundred. Actually, had a hundred eleven on the nose. I remember the number. And uh, shit, I don't know. I dunked it. I mean, it went right in the hole. It didn't touch. It, it was, took half the cup with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Crazy. Obviously, we can't show pictures here, but I have a picture of it. And it just straight in. Nothing. No, no bounce. No spin. No hop. Just straight in the cup. Took half the cup with it. So, 
that greenskeeper probably had a <laughs> probably had a field day with that. But um, you gotta send me that picture. I gotta post that because yeah. that's just crazy. Yeah, dude, it was it was <laughs> insane. I mean, I went and I was going nuts in yeah. the fairway. I I was just running, running over there. I was there, like, like what's going on over yeah, there? Yeah, because I heard the I heard the stick and I heard the cup and I was like, that just go in or that go over? And we walked up there and half the, the chunk of the cup was taken out and the ball went in the hole. So that was that was crazy. So you're a pretty good golfer. Thank you. But. Oh, here we go. <laughs> no. So when you're playing, you know, you go up to Edison, you're playing rounds. Do you ever feel like higher handicappers or weekend warriors, guys that don't play golf as much or as good, well, are afraid to play with somebody like you? Um, I think at Edison, what I've noticed is that the guys who are, like you said, weekend warriors are really just... I don't want to sound like cocky here, but they're more amazed. You know what I mean? Like they're more yeah. envious of the game. They're not. They're definitely not jealous, and they're just excited to see it. And they they actually enjoy playing uh, with guys like me, um, Kyle Adams and Connor Adams. Are two really good golfers that go there. Two St. Rose alums. Shout out them. Yeah, it's a fact. Those are my boys. Um, they're just more like they're they're happy to see that kids that are younger like us are doing really well, working really hard. Um, and they're just more amazed by it. So, I mean, that's pretty cool to see because, you know, you can go to a club and, you know, when you're a kid, you you know, you, you get the short end of the stick, as you've probably seen, yeah. as I've seen. We're not going to yeah. name places, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, kids don't always get the best treatment. But I think the people at Edison do a really good job of just, you know, supporting, you know, me and the younger guys there and just being really, really amazed and happy for us as we progress. So, do you ever feel like when you're playing with a higher handicap and golf and gambling go hand in hand, and you're playing for some money, but you have to shell out a ton of strokes? Do you ever feel pressure that you have to bring your A game to win? Yeah, I I hate that actually. I I make that very vocal that I dislike giving out strokes when I'm playing for money. Yeah. Um, especially because you sandbaggers and sandbaggers. Yeah, a lot of people sandbagging. For those who are listening that don't know, sandbagging is when you essentially make your scores up so that you get more strokes than you deserve. Um, I, I don't like playing for stroke, uh, playing for money, giving strokes. I think it's, I think it's silly. Um, it always benefits the person getting the strokes, never the person giving. Because yeah. like you said, you like, yeah. obviously you know, I'm a scratch golfer, yeah. but I have to have a perfect day. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I can't If you're giving a guy 10 strokes and you shoot over. a 75, it's a, I lost. and that guy shoots exactly. 82, you're screwed. Yeah, so I, I'm not a huge fan of um, of playing for money when having to give strokes. Typically, I don't do that. Um, if I go out like with my dad on the weekend, we'll play, but we'll stroke it up in a way to where it's not like, like you have to have one gross and one net. So like yeah. I still have a chance, you know what I mean? Because some of the guys we play with, it's like, we're getting so many strokes that I, I can't really compete. Um, but, yeah, I don't like playing for money when I have to give strokes. Do you all. like playing match play or stroke play more? I love I love match play. Absolutely love it. Do you it. wish we had a college match play event? I think about it all the time. That I think our event should be match, match play. play. I think that would be so sick if we brought, like, if teams came and we had 64 guys and we just yeah. three days of just 36, 36, 18, or 54, I don't even care. I'd wake up at 6 a.m. and play three matches yeah. in a day in a heartbeat. I think I that would be sweet. I love match yeah. play. Um, Edison had a tournament, the two-man tournament Memorial Day weekend. <clears throat> was always a match play, and um, it was my favorite event of the year. I mean, yeah. I would play in it. I played in it um, with a couple different people. Mike Westfall, a friend of mine from high school, Paul Getz, 
also a friend of mine from high school, and then my dad. And just match play is just so much fun because, you know, it takes the pressure off of every sh single shot. Yeah. Like, I, I like two man, like. You can lose a hole and still like, be one down. Exactly. You it's not like, back up. you know, because in golf, yeah. one shot, that's it. You hit one ball out of bounds, you're. Yeah. Depending on where you are on the round, it, it could be over. Um, so I think, I think match play is an absolute blast, and I think. I really wish our home event was match play. That would yeah, be so much fun. Really cool. So going back to your roots, how'd you get your start in golf? My roots, wow. All um, the way back, you know, it's funny little just, Jack um, first picked up the golf club. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was just watching a home video when I was a kid um, playing playing golf. My dad took me out to play a ton. Um, and I think my dad took me out to play a ton, but I never really got serious about golf until going into my freshman year of high school because I played baseball and baseball was my main sport. So this summer going into my freshman year, me and my friend were like, hey, we should try out for the golf team, you know, it'd be fun. So that summer, every single day from seven in the morning till seven at night, we were just at the golf course, just, I mean, grinding every single day. It was insane. Like that summer, I was at the golf course every single day for at least six, seven hours, just playing golf, hitting balls, chipping, putting. So that summer going into my freshman year of high school is when I really got serious about it. And then um, when I was a sophomore, I quit baseball to just play golf. And here we are today. I'm okay. Again, the ball around. Yeah. So, I mean, <coughs> low man on the team freshman year at any tens. Yeah, that was... Uh, How was that transition into college golf for you? I mean, you're local, so you didn't really have to move away from home a decent ways. You knew guys on the team already, so transition easy for you or you struggle? Um, I think the transition into athletics wasn't very difficult because I played high school golf and you know high school golf you know same thing you got a bunch of guys you're playing you're competing against them but also with them. Um, what was different for me was like living here and transitioning to college life and not having my mom do my laundry for me. <laughs> um, but I think what was the biggest thing was this, was the the way school was set up in practice because when I was in high school it was you're in school all day and then you practice like in the afternoon yeah. or at night with this it's like depending on like so for example freshman year I had class in the morning like really early so I would go over right after that at like 10 with it would be Pat O'Donnell shout out Pat uh, and then Kyle and Connor shout out those two um, and we would practice in the morning and then like another day would be the afternoon so it was just yeah. it was weird how like the tr uh, the timing of everything changed, like when practice was, what it was, how long it was, and then you know how much more meticulous it was. Because obviously, you know, college compared to high school, college is a lot yeah. more, you know, fine tuning than, than high, high school, school was. practices. For yeah. just go play nine holes and then go home and go home. Like that's not really helpful. But yeah. now college was. Uh, Scott always had. Shout out Scott. Um, Scott always had Scott really Warren, good. Scott the man. Yeah, Scott always had really good drills set up for us and. Um, meaningful, you know, it felt, practice felt meaningful. Yeah. It felt like I was getting better each time, so that was nice. But yeah, the biggest transition for me was really just adjusting to what my daily life was like. Alright, let's see, what do we got next? So, talent at Edison, from what I've heard and seen, is unmatched, for the area at least. They got a scratch league up there. What's that like? Oh, dude. Scratch league is... Scratch League is an absolute blast. Um, I personally think we have a really, really solid group of guys compared to any other course in the area um, in terms of 
you know, scratch golfers, low handicap golfers, yeah. I think we're I mean, I show up to, like, the brown jogger, the pewter, the singles yeah, over in Berkshire County, and this guy's from Edison, you're like, oh, these guys are good. Yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, we're competitive. Um, the scratch league, though, dude, it's just, it's, I feel bad for people who aren't in the scratch league that go to the club on that night, because it's just 120 guys that are just plastered, not plastered, but, you know, they're drinking, they're having fun, some are gambling. Um, I don't partake in that, because I'm an NCAA athlete, so... Um, disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it's super fun. So I'll, I'll give you a quick structure. But basically, what happens is this year we're going to have like 150 guys or something crazy like that. So what's going to happen is everyone's going to go to Edison on a, on a Tuesday night, and there's going to be a massive screen in a room with everyone on there, and then like the teams and their captains. So we have Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. There's four captains in each division, and then they have a co-captain. Um, and there's ways that they, like handicaps, who you can and can't pick. But basically what happens is you go through and you draft eight guys, uh, or six guys in D1. So there's an eight total on the team. Um, and then you play every Tuesday night with another person from your team against two guys from another team. And then some weeks it'll be best ball, shamble, stableford, scramble, stuff like that. And then there's four weeks out of the year that are called IM, which are individual medal. Um, that's where you just go out and play your own ball <clears throat> with, you know, three different guys from three different teams, play your own ball, um, finish it to the hole. Pretty serious night compared to the other nights, more relaxed. You know, you're giving putts, but this one is, is pretty serious. Um, and then those – so basically you have a season-long scoring thing, and then at the end what happens is the top – I don't know what the exact number is. There's Say there's like 80 guys in D1, the top like, fifth, or top like 12 make it to the shootout. And then the shootout, you go out to whatever hole or whatever nine, there's three nines at Edison, whichever nine you're kind of like, I guess, designated to, and then you play. And then the worst score gets eliminated. And then if you have any ties, you go to a chip off, and then you keep playing each hole, each hole, each hole, until there's two guys left, and then they play. Typically it takes around seven, eight, sometimes nine holes. And then the two guys that are left play, whoever wins, uh, you win the season-long shootout. And then you get like some extra pro shop credit, so yeah, it's it's sick. fun. I mean, you're from yeah. late April to end of August, early September. You're just, I mean, you're grinding. You're playing every week. It's it's super fun. So who's your crew up there? You know, the guys you normally play with. You got a good group up there. <coughs> yeah, really good group. Um, there's a lot. Of, I mean, I play with a lot of people. Two of my guys are Kyle and Connor. You know, we've talked about them. Um, Kyle and Connor, I play with I a lot. Get him my on friend, the show. yeah, that would be awesome. I want to show. Here. I want to be here. <laughs> yeah, here. that would be awesome. Uh, so Kyle and Connor, I play a lot with. Uh, I'm actually playing with Kyle in a tournament uh, in May, which is going to be super fun. Uh, he's a really good partner to have. But yeah. uh, but Kyle and Connor, this guy named Tom Keneally, I play a ton with him. Really good guy. Mike Stepera, really good guy. Kurt Rosner, he's he's a ball to play with. He gets he gets super into it. Um, you know, Brian Grassdorf, there's tons of guys. Obviously my dad, um, and then like our the Ligoris who are really good friends of ours, um, uh, and then a bunch of other his friends too. So there's like I got my friends and like my crew, you know what I mean? And then I have like my dad and like some of his friends and you know, I'm friends with some of his friends' kids, so then yeah. it's like you know, there's just a ton of people that I play with. Uh the pro there is awesome, Brad Gardner, shout out Brad Gardner. It's my guy, I love him. Um He's awesome, but yeah, there's there's a ton of people that I play with, and it changes. What's good about Scratch League is I get to play with different people each week. Yeah. Um, 
So I, you know, if I don't know someone, obviously I meet someone new, or luckily I get paired up with someone really cool, um, and I get to play with them. So yeah, there's a lot of good guys out there. What kind of matches do you guys have going on up there, like within your group? You guys do, like, um, weekly matches or stuff like that, a little side action. Yeah. So I don't play for money. Just a disclaimer, because that's gambling, and NCAA athletes are not allowed to do that. But uh, I'll play. I'll play. Um, a best ball, two-man best ball with Kyle, and we'll play against Connor and Tom Keneally, or you know, Paul will mix in a couple other people, yeah. but typically that's what it is. Um, Tom likes to call it the live golf thing because he's, <laughs> he's a clown, but um, basically what we'll do is me and Kyle versus Connor and Tom, we'll use them as an example, uh, two-man best ball, and then we'll do like, um, you know, greenies closest to the pin, or the same thing, sandies, birdies, Barkies, Tom comes up with these crazy things, so stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we do a lot of side, a lot of side matches, which are super fun. Um, but yeah, I don't play for money, so another disclaimer because I'm an NCAA athlete. Exactly. Have you had a chance to watch the new Full Swing docu series? Yeah. So, for anyone who listens, done to with this, it or what? Are you done with it? Yeah, I finished it. Okay. I finished it like the first day it came out. All right. So I don't want to give anyone spoilers, but we're gonna be talking about this. So yeah, tune in in a few ready, minutes, yeah, <laughs> please. Leave and then go watch and then come back. Um, for those of you who don't know him, we'll start out with this. Jordan Spieth is my absolute like. That's my guy. Absolutely love him. He's great. Everything about him is just I'm in love. I really am. That's my man crush. <laughs> that's my guy. So what are your thoughts on the whole series? I thought it was really, I thought it was good. I thought some of the editing was a little wonky. I mean, you could kind of tell when guys were hitting shots. You could yeah. hear, like, they're hitting a wedge, and it sounds like they're hitting a driver or stuff like Just little stuff like that. Yeah. But I was just nitpicky because it kind of caught my ear, I guess. But I thought it was awesome. It was really cool to see, you know, how these guys prepare, especially the first episode was great because you got to see a precursor to Justin Thomas winning a major. So you got to see, yeah. like, what led up to that how he prepared, and then shit, I mean, he won the PGA Championship, that's, that, that was, that was, that was a hell of a tournament, um, I thought the episode, I, there was a couple episodes I didn't like, uh, Brooks Kepka, I thought he was sounded like terrible, he sounded like whiny. a complete crybaby yeah. the whole time, not a fan, um, his wife was, and Jenna yeah. Sims is, won't say anything <laughs> about that, but, uh, no, yeah, I didn't really like him, Tony Finau really liked him, really good family guy, that, that was, a, that was an emotional episode, he, that was really cool to see. Joel, Joe, Joel Damon. Joel Damon. Joel yeah. Damon. Really, another really I cool think guy. He, he I might think be my he new be, favorite golfer. He's awesome. I like him a lot. Max Homa, really. Yeah. Um, Rory too. I I started to really like Rory a lot recently with this live stuff going on and how he's, you know, standing up for what he really thinks is right. And I thought that episode was really cool, um, especially with him at the Tour Championship. I thought that was sweet. Yeah. Scotty Scheffler, obviously everyone. See that wear mark on his arm. Really cool, you know, look into him and how he prepared for tournaments, what it was like to win your first ever, and then go on a hot streak like that. Because yeah. that's golf. I mean, did golf you see streaking. that wear mark on his club in the crazy. background? Absolutely that's crazy. Just, I mean, that's just center in the face every time. That's I just won fourteen million dollars last year yeah. on tour. That's what that is. <laughs> that's, yeah, that was insane. But yeah, that was really, really. I thought it was cool just because, like, I love documentaries. Yeah. And you don't see a lot, like. PGA Tour golfers don't really let you in much, which I get. You know, I'm not famous, so I don't know, but, like, if I was, I wouldn't want people, you know, digging in. But, like, Former it's cool to see own. as a fan, you know, like, what 
what their lives look like, you know, how they prepare for these tournaments because, you know, they're humans too, obviously. It's not like they're not, but it's just really cool to see the preparation and the work they put in because uh, it rubs off, you know. I mean, if you want to get better, you can now see kind of what you got to do um, and what path to take. So I thought that was that, that episode of Jordan and Justin was just That was a great start. Favorite. That was my favorite episode yeah. out of the series. But, yeah, I thought it was a really good show overall. So, like you said, huge Jordan Spieth fan. I mean, yeah. Jack wears Under Armour just to be like Jordan Spieth. That's a fact. But the stat, he's won the past two Easter Sundays on tour. Master Sunday is Easter Sunday. Do you think Jordan Spieth's putting on the green jacket this year? If I could bet, because I can't because I'm an NCAA athlete, I would absolutely mortgage everything. I, I would sell my car, sell my parents' house without them knowing, and put all my money on Jordan Spieth to win that week because it's the Masters. <laughs> like, the freaking storyline, everything. I mean, that is... Oh, dude, I can't wait. I'm so... Like I said, if I could gamble, which I can't, wow, that would be... i put everything on him. I think he's going to win. I More of I want him to win. I mean, if he is, I have no clue, obviously, but uh, that would be something. That would be something special. What are your thoughts on uh, them allowing all the live players in all the majors? I think... I think it's a good idea because, you know, guys like Dustin and Phil have won. Um, you know, the Phil has everything but the U.S. Open. Dustin has a Masters and a U.S. Open. Like, to, to not let those guys come back, like, come on. You can't really do that. It's not fair. Um, plus, I like Dustin just because he went, you know, I don't, I don't hate anyone that left except for Patrick yeah. Reed, which... I don't know, maybe we'll talk about it later, but that's I can't say Patrick, Patrick Reed yeah. sucks. I hope they ban him from everything. Yeah. But, no, I, I think it's good. I think it's going to increase competition. I think it's going to be really cool because, you know, who doesn't want to see Dustin Johnson? Like, I, I, I really yeah. like Dustin Johnson. Cam Phil, Smith. you know, he's getting old. Cam Smith, too. He was, you I know, he's, he's at the top. He's arguably the – well, no, I, don't, I wouldn't say arguably. He is the best guy, I think, at live, you know, like to compete in the, in the world golf. He's one of the players that I'm still rooting for. Yeah, on the live just uh, and I'm excited to see in the majors. Yeah, because I, I thought he had such a great future. And then my God. I, his reasons for going to live was completely understandable. He wanted to play more in Australia. Yeah, no, I mean, I get that. And, and you know, yeah. most guys' reasons for leaving is understandable. They're offering hundreds of millions, tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Like, anyone who says they're not going to take it realistically is like, come on, that's a lot of damn money. Yeah. But, I don't know. Some guys didn't, which I, I respect them too, being able to say no to that because they have you know different values. Um, you can you can just kind of see like who really cares about the history and tradition of the game that didn't go. You know what I mean? Like because obviously there's no history and tradition of live because it just started, but it there there'll never be that will never rival the Masters and stuff like that. So I, don't know, I think it's going to be really fun though. So on to Patrick Reed. <laughs> Let's talk about this tea-throwing incident. Yeah. What's that, a month or two ago now? I think so, yeah. It was at the Hero World Dubai Classic. Or yeah. Dude, I don't know how to pronounce that tournament, but that was wild. I mean, I don't know what he thought he was going to get out of that because I'm pretty sure he sent a subpoena or something. Christmas Eve. He him. somehow got subpoenaed either by him or his lawyer or whatever. Basically, it's just like, why? He's like, obviously, he doesn't want to see you. Yeah. Obviously, you guys haven't been friends for a while. You're on rival tours, which Roy very much doesn't like. And overall, Patrick Reed, <coughs> Patrick Reed is a terrible person. 
Like, I despise him. I Have do not like him Have you seen the Gary McCord clip on Poor Play? Yeah. Like, I just... talked about, that's not the same lie he had when he came up here? Yeah. Like, I, I don't like him. He cheats, he's gotten caught, and he no doesn't stars. face... Like, he doesn't face repercussions for it. Like, dude, I think he should be just banned from everything. I, I really don't like Patrick Reed. The Ryder Cup, electric, he did an awesome job. Yeah. The moment that ended, he was just a different person, whiny, cheating. So, like, I don't know how you recover from that. He's but probably yeah. going to sue us for defamation now. That's fine. <laughs> I don't like him. That's and You know what? Honestly, that's an opinion. So, yeah. I, I mean. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Exactly. That's mine. That's how I feel. And that's how a lot of other people feel, too. About yeah. Him. So. so, what do you think happens if four live guys win all four majors? Do you think the PGA Tour is going to start backpedaling? Um, see, the problem with the backpedaling thing, because I've, I've had like a lot of my friends and I have talked about this. You and I, I think, have probably talked about yeah. this before. If you let those guys come back, what do you do about the money? Like, do you make them pay a, a fine? Because then it's like the guys who stayed and were loyal didn't get the hundred million per se. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I don't think they'll ever backpedal on it. I think they'll be if they want to come back to play the PGA Tour, there'll be some sort of fine. There has to be because I feel like the guys who stayed and were loyal to the PGA Tour are going to be like, what the hell? Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to win all four majors. I. I think maybe they'll get one, but I don't think all four. Who's your call now, do you think? Cam Smith's going to win one of them. That would be my guess. I think or Cam Smith or DJ. Yeah. I think, other than that, it's going to stay mostly on the tour. I mean, we still have guys like Scotty, Colin, Jordan, Justin, the Rory. Stacked right now. I mean, there's so many guys that, you know, Tony Finau, there's so many guys that could win. Uh, I think they'll probably win one. I mean, they're still good golfers. They're still yeah, they're still unbelievable golfers. Yeah. I don't think they're going to win all four. I think... I would like to see Rory win the Masters. Obviously, Jordan's my guy, but I think Rory would be really cool to see. But, yeah, I think probably one, maybe two, but definitely not all four. So I heard you're going to Hawaii pretty soon. Today's Monday. I leave on Friday. Cannot wait, dude. Where in Hawaii are you going? You we're golfing going, down there? Yeah. We're going to Kona, so the big island. Okay. Um, my aunt has a condo out there, so she's going to be out there. My dad, my girlfriend, and I are flying out Friday out of JFK. So we're driving down to the city, staying a the night there, ripping to, we're going to Phoenix, then Kona. And then we'll get there at like 3 p.m. Hawaii time, which for those listening who don't know, it's six hours back. So right now, let me grab my phone out. It's 12.20 here. It's 6.21 in the morning there. So it's a massive time change. But, and then we're there for 13 days. 13, 12 days. So we're there for 12 days, and we're going to golf probably four times, four or five. Really cool. So my aunt's condo is right on a golf course called Manalani, uh, Manalani South, which is a beautiful, beautiful golf course. They used to have a, a PGA Tour skins game there. Um, oh, way back in the day. Yeah, right? yeah. Dude, it's, like I said, if we could show pictures, I wish I could, because the 15th hole there, the par three, lava rock. Like you're surrounded by lava rock on the tee box, so you're hitting over the ocean to a green that's like jetted out with lava rock around. It's just it's unbelievable. It's first time in Hawaii. What? Is it your first time in Hawaii? No. So the video I was telling you about that I was watching mm-hmm. uh, a couple of days ago. I used to go when I was a kid okay. uh, with my parents. Uh, it's just awesome out there. It's unbelievable. The smell, the golf is awesome. Just, the only problem is that I have is it's super windy. I mean, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to Hawaii, but the yeah. wind is crazy there. Uh, so that'll be interesting because I suck at playing in the wind. 
but yeah, no, I, I'm pumped. I like to, I did it last year too. I didn't go to Hawaii. I went to Florida with my dad and his friends for their golf trip. Just, I like going somewhere where I can play like four or five rounds before the season starts just to kind of play outside, you know what I mean? Because we come back and chances are I'll come back and there might not be snow, but it's going to be cold. So us getting outside May or March 18th, 19th when I get back is like probably not going to happen. We probably won't go outside, honestly, until we go to Florida. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm pumped. I can't wait, man. So you're a senior in college. It's almost over. It's crazy. Me and Jack have spent four years together. Yeah. And they've gone by. They've gone by like in in the blink of an eye. You're studying finance, right? Yeah, finance with a minor in sales, and I'm getting my MBA so I can, you know, milk the last little bit of college I can before I'm off to the real world. So what's next for in your life plans once you graduate college in the fall, right? Yeah, so I'll basically what I'll, I'll finish my undergrad in the spring, graduate, and then over the summer, stay where I'm at working as an intern. Uh, shout out Render Tribe. Um, absolutely love it there. Love the people. Really good atmosphere. Um, Hopefully I'll be working with them after college. I'd really like to, but I'm gonna go back in the fall. I'll have three or four master's classes left and I'm gonna play golf because of COVID, obviously that year that we lost, I'm gonna have an extra year of eligibility. So I'm gonna go back, play golf, win every tournament I play in, and then graduate and make millions. That's uh, that's my life goal. That's but, a great um, goal. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. I mean, like you said, four years we've been together and it literally, it's flown by. like yesterday we were at that meeting um, like the first day we all moved into campus, that athlete yeah. meeting, dude. I mean, it's unbelievable how fast it's gone by. Partly because of COVID, because sophomore year was like snap of a finger, it was over. Because we played we weren't one tournament. Much. Yeah, uh, we weren't doing much. But yeah, dude, it's crazy. I mean, four years. People say it goes by fast, and it really does. But I'm excited. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty excited to, to graduate. I feel like four and a half because I'm going to do an extra semester that's enough you know yeah. then it's time to time to grow up with the big boy pants yeah. on and make some money what about you are you excited I am I'm I mean, still figuring out what I'm doing hopefully this takes off plenty of time bro you got plenty of, yeah this no this will okay, me, me as the first guest this is going to go crazy but no yeah the uh, yeah it's crazy four years I was talking to my friends from high school and I was playing video games with them the other night and I was like because we used to play hacky sack in high school, we were like, damn, like, it feels like just yesterday we were playing hacky sack in the, we used to play in the cafeteria, and, I mean, shit, now we're graduating college. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, dude. It goes by so damn quick. And if anyone that listens to this that's not in college and doesn't believe us, enjoy. Yeah. Because it will. And you'll be saying the same thing in four years. Just enjoy it. Have fun. Thank God you guys won't have to go through COVID and, and all Hopefully that Hopefully not. That's knock on wood. Yeah, knock on something good. Um, but yeah, no, it's been awesome. Really so that leaves, that's actually a great segue for my next question. As you're winding down your college golf career, do you have any tips for high school students who think they're not good enough to play college golf or are looking to play college golf that are wondering about college golf? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think the best thing to do is, is to just get your name out there. Um, what the best thing you obviously do is play in local junior tournaments, you know, reach out to, because it's never too late. I started looking at colleges my senior year of high school, like September. So I, I was way, way late. Um, and I was lucky enough to land a awesome opportunity here at St. Rose. But just, I mean, playing as many tournaments as you can, 
but enjoy it too. Don't you know? Don't freak out. Don't stress because then golf becomes not fun. I would just play as many terms as you can. Reach out to coaches. Um, you know, send them your scores. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. I mean there's there's so many tournaments that obviously like school tournaments are really helpful because coaches look at that. But if you can play like. I'll speak to kids in our area because I don't know junior tournaments anywhere else, but like any tournaments are, are pretty good. I know AJGA events are really good. They're expensive, but they're really good to play in. Um, just getting your name out there, you know, just do your thing, you know, practice as much as you can because, you know, if you get to, once you get to college and you have an opportunity to play, if you didn't prepare, you'll get exposed so quick. I mean, you'll get exposed so quick. There's a couple of kids that we had on the team that I yeah. won't name any names, but like you could tell, it was like they were good enough to get here, but it doesn't stop. You know, when you, you get, get here freshman year and you you get to um, you get to college and you're like, oh, I'm on the team now. It's like that's great, but now it's like put your head down and work your ass off because it doesn't end there. And it only gets harder, but it only gets. I'm telling you, it's so much fun. I mean, we've had our Pinehurst trip. I don't know if you're, we're going to end up asking about that, but that was awesome. I mean, that was so much that fun. And those are the great. events. Like, those are the things that you want to have everything in line for. You know, get your grades right. Get all your schoolwork done. Because, you know, when you make school easier, it makes golf so much more enjoyable. Because when you're away for tournaments, you don't have to stress. You know, you know your grades are good, stuff like that. Like, just enjoy it. You know, work hard. And I know I just went on a tangent away from the question. The question was about high school athletes. No, Basically... Helped. Basically, just you know, like I said, playing junior tournaments, email coaches, and have fun with it. That's yeah. the biggest thing. All right, yeah. So we got to talk about this Pinehurst trip. So freshman year, oh my god, we drove down to Pinehurst from with Albany, Dale New York. Jr. as our uh, as our bus driver, Shout Scott, Scott Warren, flying, <laughs> absolutely in a flying, twelve passenger van. Oh my god, that was crazy. We left at seven at night. And we didn't get there until 5 a.m. Nothing yeah. was open when we got there. No. We sat in the van, and then we walked over to a sandwich shop. And then I ate the sandwich and almost threw it back up. I was yeah. in the bathroom for like 10 minutes. but And then we lived on the driving range. went to the course if dawn and dusk. If you've never Pyle, been to Pinehurst, oh my God. it is a trip that you need to make because it's, your like, boys, dude. it's like Disneyland for golf. Yeah, I had I roomed with Kyle, who's one of the funniest kids I've ever met. Um it was just had we had such a good time. We had a good crew, a good crew as well. It was me. Was it me, Kyle, Connor, you, sweet, that sweet, sweet shout out, Rumsey, sweet Rumsey, and then Xiang, uh, Xiang, who else? John Del Pietro. First, that's when he transferred in. Yeah, and then um, Scott's kid. Oh, Hunter didn't no, go. No, Hunter didn't go. Neither did Pat. Scott's kid, uh, Steve. Steve. Oh, what a guy. What Stevie a guy. Wonder. He was awesome. Um, Pinehurst was amazing. Like Connor said, if you ever get a chance, whoever ends up listening to this, it's awesome. I mean, you want to talk about, especially if you're big golf people, that's like this one, your you own know, little world. Cradle. Cradle's number awesome. Two, Part three, four. do that. Do everything. Nine, I loved nine. Yeah, nine, nine was, was awesome. The Jack Nicholas designed yeah. one, the last one. Um, you know, go all out. Play two. It's expensive, but you trust played me, two, right? I did, yeah. Wow. Oh, what were your thoughts on that? I thought that. I sucked when I got done. Did you watch Payne Stewart's win there and just like compare it? Uh, we we actually walked through the hallway in the Carolina Hotel with yeah. all the stuff in there, which I thought was really cool. But I got done with that course thinking I played okay, and I shot like eighty eight or eighty nine or something crazy like that. I remember I remember vividly 
the third hole is a dome green. And we're, in, we're there in, in March, early March, so yeah, everything's dormant. Yeah. Shiang hits a wedge shot onto the green, bounces over, just trickles off the back of the green, 75 yards over the green. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was cool, though, because it makes you, you know, for people who don't, people who, like, play golf and like golf sit on their couch and criticize pro golfers, but they don't realize, like, when you go to play wow. Pioneer when you play two, courses that are black. set up for pros, like people don't understand how good they are. They're in like yeah. a completely different level. Like they are so Bethpage? good. I haven't. I'm going this summer though. Are you? My buddy said it's. Like, it's so insane. we played. PJ Slatter, shut up. He'll be on the show shortly in the next few weeks. But me and him have played Beth Page twice. First round, missed the fairway by maybe four feet to the left. Rough up to your knees. Rough up to my knees. I had 140 out. I think I took a six iron just to bump it up to the green. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. And I mean, then I proceeded PGA to like courses are no 13 joke. fairways after that just because. You can't go rough. You can't go rough. You you hit wedge off the tee to hit the fairway. Yeah, you have just, to. yeah. <laughs> it's like crazy. A fairway. Um, but yeah, that Pioneer strip was something. Because I'd never been to like a well renowned like course before, like something yeah. crazy nice that like was really popular or PGA, you know had a relation to PJ at all and that was that was awesome like I said the Carolina Hotel it's like Augusta when you drive down it's really oh, cool my God, yeah all the history there the pictures we got to look at some of the trophies were you part no it was so it was me sweet and Rumsey when we were walking around the clubhouse yeah on the main property and we were kind of just looking at all the trophies all the memorabilia and we like walked into this locker room because it's so they have the North South Amateur there. Yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. the North South Amateur locker room. That's and so we see all these like these big names and we're like, Oh, this must be the US Open locker room, like the pros locker room. Yeah. And some guy's locker room attendants in there and he's like, Oh no, this isn't that's downstairs. We're like, Oh, like that sucks. And he goes, You guys wanna go see it? Dude gave us this tour. Oh right, yeah. Showed you us told the scissors. That. Yeah, we, that we was were getting we were phone calls. Too. Yeah. We were getting phone calls that because we were late for the bus, and we we're like, "Well, we just saw the locker room. We saw the scissors." Yeah, I remember that. That yeah. was crazy because that, that was, was when the we were coolest playing two. Because we took forever to finish two. Not forever, but like, yeah. it took us a while to finish two. Um, and I remember you telling me that's sweet. That that's was, like that's what I'm talking about. Like I had never been to a place like that before. When you and that was so my much first history there. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like you said too, like Thistle do. It was so much. We probably played hundred rounds on that, and then the cradle was like. That's nicer than courses up here. Yeah, honestly, like it, that that that's just so much perfect. fun. It was for just anybody that doesn't know the Cradles Par Three course at Pinehurst, and it is just it's unbelievable. So and then much Thistle fun. Dew is the eighteen hole putting. I mean, the the practice putting green there that has Thistle Dew on just a corner of it is like hundred and fifty yards wide and yeah. long. It's crazy big, and the Thistle Dew's eighteen hole putting course that if you suck at putting, you're gonna do terrible. It's, it's great. Hard. Yeah, no, it's, it's really a great hard. warm up to. To play Piners because the Greens yeah. are Piners. Are yeah. real. It's a great training aid because you're out there. We played, I think we had matches going too. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. We Not for money though, you know. Yeah, NCAA <laughs> rules. But, but uh, yeah, we lived on the range. That practice facility, the short, the bunker aspect of it and then the, the chipping part, it was just, it, all of it was just amazing. I mean, it was yeah. so, it was so much fun. We were down there for, we left Thursday night, got there Friday morning. Played Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Did we play Tuesday, Tuesday too? I think we played Tuesday and we're back. Or did we play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? We didn't play Friday. We got there Friday. We did we play Saturday. 36 holes in one of the days? I can't remember. I oh can't either. God. That was so long ago, too. I know we played 6, 8, 9, and 2. 
So we played four courses. Four courses. However that works. We played yeah. those courses. We left Monday. Actually, I didn't I leave Monday. No, I went yeah, to you stayed visit a friend, which was awesome. But, uh, yeah, Pinehurst was in, insane. That bus right insane. back was – you should have been on that bus right back. Was it fun? It was just – Degeneracy so, going on. Scott Warren, shout out again. But we did a uh, – he did a one-shot back, and he's the only driver – Oh, he just sent it. Everyone in the van fell asleep. That's awesome. And he just, we all woke up, and we were parked under an overpass because he needed a half an hour nap. And I love like, that. That's such a Where problem. are we? Everyone's like, what the heck's going on? A lot of respect for that. crazy. See, that, that's a boss move. Because you guys yeah. left it, like, in the afternoon. We left it, like, four we, in the afternoon. I was going to say, you played a, we played nine. That's when we played nine. That we was played the last nine, day. and we left at, like, three o'clock nine. in the afternoon. Just ripped it back. And That's crazy. Back. I remember texting crazy. you guys at like one in the morning, like, "Oh, we just got back." I was like, "I was just, I was so tired that night." I went to bed in my friend's dorm. Woke up the next morning with drool, a pile of drool next to me, <laughs> and I was on the I was on the floor. And it was like ten thirty, and I look up, and it's his roommate, who he wasn't really like super close with, but like all his friends and his roommate just staring at me. It was so whack. But um, yeah, Pioneers. That was that was the best spring break. That was a great spring break. That was awesome. Obviously, COVID kind of screwed us the following two years, but yeah, um, that was a trip I'll, I'll literally never forget. So we could sit here and talk for hours about stories. Oh my gosh! But we got to kind of wrap this up. So at the end of this end of every show, I'm going to do a quick five. The name quick five comes from so back in the old west, cowboys had revolvers with six chambers. And they only blow them with five bullets just because... Country Club Outlaw. Just That's why you yeah. I like that. Yeah, I just like because if they would misfire, they weren't shooting themselves in the foot. So these five quick questions are just get to know our guests just a little bit better. If you could change lives with any one person for a day, dead or alive, who would it be? Trade lives? Like you could live as them for a day. Like you could live their life for a day. Donald Trump. That's going to be controversial, but straight up, okay. Donald Trump. If you could change one rule in golf, what would it be? If my ball is in a flipping divot in the fairway, I should be able to move it out of there. Like, that's so stupid. I and the fact that it hasn't one. been fixed yet. I don't know. Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know, but I haven't read the rule book. But that is a stupid rule. Everyone knows it's stupid, and it should be eliminated from golf. <laughs> So if you had to play one course for the rest of your life, where would it be? Turning Stone, Kaluuya. Absolutely love it out there. That's my favorite course I've ever played. So you're in non-NCAA season. You're of age. What's your go-to drink on the course slash 19th hole? Captain and Coke. Sailor Jerry, too, if anyone hasn't tried Sailor Jerry's a hell of a rum. I would give that a go. But yeah, Captain Morgan and Coke, that's that's my go to drink. That's my go to drink everywhere. That's where the Captain Jack comes from. Yes, sir. And we have the Arnold Palmer coming up at Bay Hill. Who's your pick Jordan. to win? Speeds, Jordan Speeds, Jordan Speeds, Jordan Speeds. <clears throat> if I could gamble, which I can't, and I don't, I would mortgage everything. <laughs> I would mortgage everything and put it on Jordan Speeds. Because this is this is an elevated event, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't this one of the elevated ones? So it goes yeah, Arnold Palmer and then players. Yeah, shit. What a good stretch of golf. Ah, one more thing before we wrap up. I'm going to play TPC Sawgrass in May. My you neighbor asshole. is a member there. I know, right? You asshole. My neighbor's a member there, and he's bringing down me, my dad, and a bunch of our friends. 
free. He's paying for the dude. I need videos and pictures. Oh my god! I mean, I'll, I'll hit you up with a ton of shit. Um, but yeah, I'll. Uh, yeah, I'm playing Saw Guys. So that's gonna be crazy. But yeah, Jordan Spieth. For anyone who gambles out there, like I said, I don't. But um, I, I, I think Jordan Spieth. All right. So. Well, thanks for coming in. It was a pleasure. Dude, what a, what an episode. <laughs> what a Hopefully, great start to our show. I think this is. I think this is gonna be good. I like this. I like this. I think we should do. Uh, and that was Jack Manning on the Country Club Outlaw podcast. This outlaw bit is just getting started. Couldn't have asked for a better guest. Oh my God. I'm Champy, signing off. Like always, follow us on Instagram at Country Club underscore Outlaw, on Twitter at CCOutlaw23, and on TikTok at Country Club Outlaw23. Have a great day and stay tuned.